bad content can never work even with ads. You know, if you have a product no one wants and a message no one cares about, ads aren't gonna save it. Um, and so, you know, don't worry about being perfect on ads. You can mess up the actual ad strategy, but if you're putting out content that's authentic, that's in your voice, but speaks to your audience, um, then ads can really enhance that and help you. So, you know, I wouldn't get bogged down on the mechanics of ads as much as like the, the second part is like, does this content help the people I want to reach? Because that will, they'll start, mag you know, amplifying that for you and then ads can help with that. Um, and that's where retargeting comes in. podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hey guys, Maestro here, coming at you live with another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today, I have with me someone who's from a bit of a different field than all of us, and that's actually why I'm so pumped to have him on. He's actually uh, runs, what's the name of the company is Intentional Spark, uh, which is a digital marketing agency. And I'm not going to lie, guys, right now, we're recording this during the time of coronavirus, and I think it's going to be really interesting to hear from someone who's in the biz, in the industry, about how marketing and advertising and perhaps the future of all of this is going. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend, Tony Ruley. Welcome, Tony. Hello, Hello Maestro. How's it going? <laughs> we got we to gotta get I'm a name for you. to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still waiting on my nickname. I, I just I like the unruly like it just it sticks unruly. in my head. There has been I've used that a long time. That is yeah. my Twitter handle. Unruly, I'm like so. it's just I think it's really good. So <laughs> I think like I like it. It's sticking. So Tony, yeah. why don't you? I don't give a very short like little intro about you. Can you tell people who you are and what exactly it is that you do? Yeah. So um, I started Intentional Spark. Actually, my wife started Intentional Spark oh. uh, freelancing, and then we kind of joined forces together. Um, cause originally I was doing ads for, as a freelancer and she was doing organic social media marketing Okay, and we kind of joined forces under intentional spark and officially made that a company. And, um, now we do mostly online advertising. So Facebook, Instagram ads, uh, Google ads, LinkedIn, Pinterest, you know, whatever platform is needed. Uh, but we also do organic social media management for clients. Um, and you know, we have clients in a lot of different industries, uh, of different sizes. And so. You know, we like right now we see a lot of clients having different experiences. Some clients are doing unbelievably well. Some are struggling. It's kind of across the board. Um, and I'm here to give as much value as I can. Why ads, Tony? Why does why, why did you get into this? Why did I get into yeah. it? You know, the honest answer is I fell backwards into it. Okay. Um, I originally was in corporate finance. I was a I was in banking as I was I did after out of college. Got really burnt out by that. And my mm. wife and I, she was a business management consultant. They both quit our jobs and just kind of traveled on the cheap for like a year. And uh, that was our way of trying to figure out what the heck we wanted to do. I love um, And one of the things I did when we got back is I was like, I can't go back to corporate. I got to figure something out. And my great genius idea was I was going to start a subscription spice box company. Oh. So we were going to. Uh, mail spices every quarter from in different themes. Like the first quarter was Thai spices that you couldn't get in a grocery store. Okay. And, you know, and I, I would make these beautiful inserts and give people recipes. Anyway, you know, we had some customers. I think we got to like 30, 40, 50 customers, but I was packing these boxes. It was mm -hmm. a pain. It wasn't getting to any type of scale where it made any sense. But in trying to figure it out, I uh, taught myself a Facebook ad trying to find customers. And uh, people started to ask a lot more questions about that than anything to do with my spice box. So I started to offer ad help and that kind of just kept growing and took us where we are today. Dude, this is why, and I didn't know this story, but this is, I knew there was something underneath why <laughs> we connect. So one of the things 
with this podcast is that my goal is to kind of induce insight, whatever, the Roger Bannister effect, right? So Roger Bannister is the first guy yeah. to run that, that sub four-minute mile. For those of you listening, you guys right. know I talk about him, but if you haven't heard it, sub four, first, four, first sub four-minute mile. And then after he did it, mad people were like, oh, I could do it too. And so my goal with this podcast was to bring people on from all different walks of life who are doing the damn thing in some way, shape, or form, and hopefully let their story inspire someone else. So... I brought Tony on to talk about ads, but then you just dropped this bomb about this is a you that people don't do that, Tony. People don't just like quit these jobs and then are like, I'm gonna travel the world. That's amazing. <laughs> Was this always in you, that spirit? Uh I don't know. Um both my wife and I tend to be pretty conservative when it comes to like choices like that mm -hmm. so i don't know where that came from but we both <laughs> this is around the time of like it was only a couple of years after the four-hour work week came out uh -huh. and like you know i think i had read the book i gave yeah, it to my it wife yeah. yeah and then he recommended tim ferris recommended a book called vagabonding yep. all about uh ralph potts and his travels and i read that i gave it to my wife and she's like oh this is cool and i was like it is cool and then we started just kind of hating our job she was traveling every week to different job sites you know only home on the weekends i just I did not enjoy banking. Um, and we finally, yeah, I don't know how we, how we both got so lucky that we both wanted to do it. Like if one of us had wanted to stay in our mm -hmm. careers, it would have been really tough, I think. But yeah, we just kind of pulled the ripcord and, and made the choice. Um, was not, was not totally planned a couple of years before that. So that I wouldn't is, have guessed it. I knew there was something else there, Tony. Oh, now it all <laughs> makes sense to me. Now it all makes sense. So you said that, you got into ads basically to help try and get this spice box um, yeah. kind of thing going. Can you right. talk to us about ads? What the heck are ads? Why would someone even want to be running an ad? Yeah, so there's a bunch of reasons. So if you're on social media already promoting your own business, you know organic reach is not big. Um, even the most engaged Facebook pages or Instagram accounts still get like 2%, 3% yep. of mm -hmm. anybody in your audience to see it. Um, so ads are a really good way to kind of at least get all of your people to see what you're talking about. Um, beyond that, there's some really, depending on how you view it, incredible or scary targeting that you can do. Um, and you can find your exact people or close to it, you know, on these ad platforms and you can speak to them directly. So people that might have never, you know, learned about you or heard about you, you could target them give them a message that you think would resonate and then kind of get them into your orbit, either on your email list or start watching videos or listening to your podcast. Um, and so it's a really direct way to get in front of people. Um, and it can be pretty powerful when you have it all set up correctly. Is there a right or a wrong time to start running ads? Yes. I would say um, if you don't, so I think a lot of people, if we just talk about, like, say, Facebook and Instagram ads, if they've started to listen or read about those things or test it, they'll hear a lot of people say, like, never boost a post. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's because on most for most re ways you boost a post, it's just not going to be effective. Um, but the real reason is most people who boost a post do it without a reason or a strategy mm -hmm. besides, like, Facebook just said, this is getting more engagement than yep. I should and telling me to boost it. So I boost it. Um, I don't hate actually if you boost a post, but you should have goals around either I'm boosting X number of posts this month whenever they get more than 40% engagement higher than normal. Um, and my goal is like, I want more people to see me and hear me and like my page. And you should have a reason why you want people to like your page because mm -hmm. otherwise there's no point in doing that. Um, so as soon as you have a strategy that you're like, if I, you know, I need people on my email list, so I'm going to run video ads, and then ask them to join my email list with a specific offer. If you have a strategy like that, then ads can make sense. But you need to have that strategy first. I love it. I love it. I love it. I was actually going to, you went right into it. I was going to ask you about talking about uh, strategy and such. You talked about, yeah. I'm just going to kind of steal your words and use them for our kind of segues. You talked about your people, right? Yeah, because we're only showing you, you said it, we're only getting shown to like, you know, 2% of your audience. And so this could be a way to get your stuff in front of your people. Could you explain what that kind of means? Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, you know, say, 
you could like look at someone in your audience, right? Mm-hmm. They might have started recently or even a year or two ago, but maybe they don't have a huge social media following. Mm-hmm. Maybe most of their you know, business page is still friends and family and mm-hmm. peers in their industry. So all their organic content is not going to the people that would be customers. Um, so no matter how much you kind of, you know, put out towards the people in your current audience, you're not reaching the people that could be clients, customers of yours. Um, but with ads, you can target and find who your ideal person is. Um, so what would be an example, maybe like a yoga instructor yeah. or a physical therapist? Like, yeah. you know, you could, you know, maybe right now it's like other physical therapists are following you, right? Yep, maybe that's a big one. So, so it's like, okay, well, I'm putting out all this content that's like, hey, do you think you'd enjoy physical, like enjoy physical therapy? Do you think it could help you talk to me? Like your peers and your family probably aren't going to sign up for that, mm-hmm. but you could target ads to people based on, you know, general demographics, but you could also target by education level, where they live, what their interests are. Um, if you have an email list of, a, of people that already have signed up for what you offer, you can put that into Facebook and actually make what's called a lookalike audience, which is just telling Facebook, go find, you know, a million people that look the most like my email list. Mm-hmm. Um, you can start really trying to find people that maybe wouldn't find you naturally already just because of your current, you know, audience you're talking to. Now, is this something that people can do on their own? Yes. And the caveat probably is like, how much are you willing to invest as far as time and effort? Um, you know, I have, I've worked with people who just kind of love figuring things out and getting into it. And they, you know, they kind of get the same rush I do when you actually launch a campaign and it works and it's, you know, you get that Mm -hmm. dopamine hit of like, Oh, nice. Like, yes. Um, other people are like, I can't even look at the ad account. Those numbers look like disgusting. I don't want to touch this. I, I can't get into it. Um, so if, you know, if you're someone that kind of likes systems and tearing things apart and, you know, that iterations and improvement, you can totally learn these things. You can start simply and kind of, you know, grow from there. But if you're someone who's just like, I just, this frustrates me even thinking about it. Uh, you, you might not have the patience to kind of stick with it and figure it out. That makes total, total sense. Now, if someone was going to try and do this on their own, Asking for a friend here, totally, obviously. Yeah. So I was trying to do this on their own. Where do you recommend they start? Like, how does one even begin to, like, do anything with this? Yeah, I think the easiest place to start. So I don't want to be too technical on an audio medium because then I'm just explaining clicking buttons. Uh, but if Facebook, if you don't know anything about Facebook ads, Facebook has something called the ads manager. This is not... This is different than like where you would boost a post when Mm -hmm. Facebook tells you to boost a post, but all of your boosted posts show up in the ads manager. So if you've ever boosted a post that's in the ads manager, you can get to it from your personal account. You know, you can figure out, you can Mm -hmm. look up and Google how to do that. But in the ads, in the ads manager itself, that's where you get all this power of, of extra targeting and you can make ads. And the other thing I would say is you can make ads that your actual Facebook page and Instagram account don't see. So you could test, you know, multiple versions of, of copy and images and video, and you're not bombarding your own current organic audience with that stuff. Um, and so that's kind of a powerful tool. That's cool. But, Can you talk about that a little bit, Tony? Yeah. So oh, didn't know that. They, these used to be called dark posts, but, you know, these, basically they're just ads. Um, but they're posts that don't show up on your page or Instagram account, but mm-hmm. they go to cold audiences as saying they're from your page or Instagram account. And that's what most, almost all ads are. Um, and so your own audience, then you can target your own audience and show it to them, but you also then, you know, you don't have to put 10 posts on your page in a day and then launch those as ads. You can kind of put them in the ads manager, launch them to people that don't know you and not overwhelm your own existing. That's cool. That is very, very cool. And I was going to, where I was going is just saying, if you're starting out, you know, get into the ads manager and, and at least try and learn how to launch an ad. It just has a lot more power and you'll get a lot more benefit from it. Um, but I think one of the biggest places people can start with ads um, is doing videos. You know, I think videos are a great way, especially if you're doing anything either, you know, on video, if you're doing coaching or, okay. you know, any one-on-one or mm-hmm. group things. Mm-hmm. Um, video is a great way to kind of, you know, do the no like trust and get that, yeah. get people over that initial hurdle right away because it's not just words on a page. They can see how you talk, see how you think about things, hear from you. 
And even though it's not in person, it, it bridges that gap and makes yeah. it much easier to picture working with you. Um, and like, you're awesome at this. Like everyone I'm sure has watched you on Instagram and all your videos, but like, you know, I'm not saying like, everyone's going to be like, yes, I want to work with the maestro. Right. Like that's what, <laughs> but they're either saying like I do or I don't. And so your people find you and the people you would never want to work with probably just don't yeah. follow up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so putting yourself out there like that is a great way to start yeah. getting people in who you want to work with because they're resonating with your message. So I'm a big fan, you know, do some videos. They don't have to be how they produce, could just be in front of a webcam or even, I really, I love when clients or anybody, you know, just on their iPhone or uh-huh. Android, do a, do a vertical video, just talking, um, make it helpful. Doesn't have to have a call to action, make it helpful. And you could launch that as an ad to cold audiences. And maybe initial goal is just to get some engagement so people can start to be aware of you. Um, and so I think that's like the first thing you can start to do is just try and play around with that. Um, and then there's a lot of powerful things you can do with that. Like you can actually retarget people who watch any video of yours. Yeah, that's awesome. So you, so you can then give them an ad that's like, you know, if anybody who watched half of this video, then you give them an ad that's like, hey, apply to sign up to see if you're a fit for my services or for my group program or anything like that. And you can do really well with that kind of simple marketing funnel. That's phenomenal. I have many questions. So, and I kind of want to tease out more of what you were saying because it comes from like the the whole boost thing. I think we had this discussion beforehand. So you guys, just to give a little background, um, I first heard about Tony on uh, Claire Pelletro's podcast. I bought Claire on. I'll link that in the show notes. You guys know I love her. She does all the Facebook ads and Instagram ads and stuff as well. And Tony was on her podcast talking um about um tripwires which we can talk about here too actually that was really really great conversation we had there (laughs) i really liked it uh and in that episode claire was like you know reach out to tony and i like dm'd him immediately and i was like you are great we're going to be friends and now here we are so in in terms of you know we had a conversation before i don't know if it was then or whatever but talking about you know boosting versus like going into ads manager and things. And one of the things you had brought up was like looking at posts that are currently doing well and kind of using that as part of the strategy um, for like an ad. Could you maybe elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. And when I, you know, you want to be a little careful. You don't want to just, just because it's doing well, if it has no impact on your business, it doesn't Mm -hmm. really make sense to promote. Like if it's a motivation, like, you know, maybe you're doing like motivational Mondays as your posts and it's like a good quote. Um, I wouldn't necessarily promote that unless you think it has a benefit down the road that like people who engage with this will be good for you to mm-hmm. either become clients or in your audience. Um, but if there's a post that maybe it's a video of you working with a client in person, right? Or mm-hmm. um, and people just engaging with that organically and commenting, promoting that out, then there's a really good chance people will also engage with it because your own audience is already engaging. Uh, so that could be a really good way on, and low budget, you know, something like that. You don't have to spend a lot of money, but it's just a good way to start playing around with ads is leveraging what's already working organically to some degree and, and promote that out to people that aren't as aware of you. I have two questions from that. I'm thinking which one I want to do first, uh, just cause you said the word already in terms of budget and low cost. Wh- what can you say about the money side of things here, Tony? Yeah. So there's a couple of things with budget. You know, if you're, so I always on the, whenever I talk about um, Facebook ads and I know, you know, an audience has varying levels of understanding of ads. I I just Mm want to give enough so so everyone gets intrigued by what the ads can do for them. Um, And so, you know, Facebook, you can do something on Facebook. You can actually, if you set up the tracking on the Facebook side, you can tell Facebook what a goal is for you and then tell Facebook, and it will learn because it's smart enough. Go find me the cheapest and best leads. So if you want people to opt in, you can set up um, Facebook to actually track that. And Facebook then will work for you and find you the cheapest leads possible. Mm-hmm. And so that's called a conversion campaign. So for like a conversion campaign, I typically recommend 20 to $25 a day for one audience. Mm-hmm. But if you're just promoting a video and you want people to watch it so you can you know, promote other things to them later, you know, you could do that for as low as five or $10, oh, cool. um, you know, depending on the audience and anything else, I would say for five or $10, you might get one to 2000 people to watch a video. Yeah. Um, 
And so, and you can start small. Like I think I mentioned retargeting before, yep. but say your organic profile isn't huge, but maybe you get some, a couple more uh, site visitors a month than you do or uh, on the organic social media profiles. You could just start running your videos as ads to anybody that's visited your site in the last 30 days. Mm-hmm. And slowly start expanding that circle. So maybe, you know, they're, they've been to your sites, you know, they're interested in something you do. Now they see a video on Instagram of, of you actually working with a client or maybe doing an online call or just giving a helpful tip. And now they're getting even closer to kind of knowing about you and being intrigued. Um, and so you can use retargeting in that way too. And that typically, that's why I say start with videos if nothing else, because for pretty cheaply, you can at least start getting some exposure. Can you talk more about that in terms of maybe I'm trying to think of what the kind of the question I have for this is, I guess, like, what would the copy be for this if there's no call to action? So you said before you could be running an ad for engagement. What would that, let's say, in the caption of this or let's say it is an actual post. It's not like a it's not like an Instagram story. Let's say if it's an actual Instagram post, like the ads that come up in the in the feed, what would the copy look like? if there's no call to action? So I was thinking specific, I mean, you could do it with purely no, I was thinking no call to action to like join, opt into mm-hmm. something or buy something, but it could just be a question. You know, it could, you could give a useful tip and then ask a question and tell people cool. to comment. Um, okay. It could be, you know, you could just say something. I like you know, that. A good way to get engagement is just, we all have ideas and beliefs that are controversial in the circles we're in, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you have something that, is against the grain. You're like, no one should do in-person therapy ever. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And maybe that's against the grain. You say that people are either going to agree with you or disagree with in the comments, but it could start a good conversation. Um, so, you know, just saying something controversial, but that you truly believe not, Mm -hmm, not just to say, uh, you know, can be an effective tool or just giving a useful tip. Um, you know, and asking people what their biggest problem is. Gotcha. Um, okay. Anything just to get people commenting or liking can work really well. And Got again, it. this is, you know, this would be the first phase because you don't want to just get engagement to get engagement. But if you ran these to say your own audience, right, they're already in your audience, but now they're interacting with you more. Um, you could run that to cold audiences and then maybe a couple of weeks later, run an ad retargeting anybody that watched the video or even has engaged with any of your ads in the last 30 days and asked them to then do something, you know, join my email list, check out this sales page or do something else. Gotcha. I love it. So you guys listening, we're going to take a deep breath. Maybe for some of you are like, what the hell is all this? It's actually fascinating (laughs) to me. I have no desire to like do the nuances of it, but I love the, the psychology and the strategy behind it where we're starting. It's just trying to build trust, right? And looking to just get that, that no like and trust factor to start off with. So I like that in terms of Tony's suggestion, it's like do a video. You don't need a call to action, but what he's saying and what I interpret it as is a call to interaction. So ask them to comment, ask them what their thoughts are, which is what you guys I've been telling you, you know, we've talked about this before. In, in terms of what should be in your um, in your in your captions in general, right? For those of you that that are on social media, you know the algorithm, quote unquote, is a real thing. Instagram favors posts that have interaction, and the best way you're going to get interaction on them is not by posting nudes. Maybe that's one way, but it's by <laughs> having that call to interaction where it's like, "What do you think? What are your thoughts? Drop me an emoji below, something like that that gets the audience engaged." So, Tony's is saying, do that as a first step." run an ad that does something like that and then have that retargeting ad which i'm going to ask you to go into and just kind of reiterate like what a retargeting ad is because i think it's phenomenal i think people some people make it scary but i'm like this is amazing to me like you're so good call to interaction that is so good you're so good at naming things i'm (laughs) going to just send you a bunch of things i talk about and have you rename them for me that's so good um yeah so the video idea and i and i think the one caveat here is you know when people start hearing about ads and, and we've gone into some detail so far and you know, it can, it can be overwhelming. It's not just sounds overwhelming. You know, yeah. I, I know it can be overwhelming when you're first diving in uh, bad content can never work even with ads. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, if you have a product no one wants and a message no one cares about ads, aren't going to save it. Um, yes. And so, you know, don't worry about being perfect on ads. You can mess up, the actual ad strategy. But if you're putting out content that's authentic, that's in your voice, but speaks to your audience, 
um, then ads can really enhance that and help you. So, to, you know, I wouldn't get bogged down on the mechanics of ads as much as like the, the second part is like, does this content help the people I want to reach? Cause that will, they'll start mag, you know, amplifying that for you. And then ads can help with that. Um, and that's where retargeting comes in, right? Which we can, we can talk yeah. about. Go ahead, Tony riff. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So like, like a simple strategy, right? Like for maybe, for maybe you, right. We can talk about what you mm-hmm. could do. Um, if you, if you were putting out, you know, some, some, you do a ton of Insta stories. If you had a story or maybe you do it, you know, a Facebook live or some kind of two minute video that's purely value add once a week, you could just start promoting that, um, to, to a cold audience. Um, and every week you'd promote that to the same cold audience, maybe try some different ones. Maybe one video actually has better engagement than the last couple. So maybe you keep that one running for more than a week. Cause you can just, it's still new to people because mm-hmm. it's cold audiences. So it doesn't, you know, feel like it gets stale. And then what you can do with retargeting is then you can go make an ad and you can make an audience out of anybody that's watched one of those videos, all of those videos, however you want to cut it up. And then you can pick anybody that watched, you know, three seconds of it, at least 10 seconds, 15 seconds, uh, 25%, 50% of it. And so you can play around, but let's just say, you're like, you know what, anybody who got through 50% of this video is someone really interested, not only in me, but what I have to say, you could then create another campaign that targets those people. And maybe, maybe you give them just more videos, right? But maybe Mm -hmm. the next video is a little more specific to what you're going to sell them. Or maybe you're like, I'm just going to offer them my thing now, whether that's, you know, a free opt-in to join my email list or apply to see if we're a fit to work together, or maybe just send them to a sales page and say like, buy my thing. Um, but, and then you can test that, you know, if you're putting those videos out, you can see if certain videos attract better people than other videos, um, and always be kind of then advertising to people that engage that way. That's so, so good. How long, I'm going to keep right in line with this in terms of how long to be kind of testing something or getting information for some, from something, like how long do you let something run for before you're like, this isn't working or this is working? Like. Is there a rough, rough time frame for that? General rules, if you launch an ad campaign that's new, give it 48 to 72 hours before you really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always exceptions. If something looks disastrous, like, just, <laughs> like nothing's made, nothing makes sense, you could turn it off. But for the most part, things can change and, you, and all of a sudden, maybe it's expensive after three days, but the trend line is straight down. So it's getting cheaper and more people are engaging. So maybe it's like, okay, it's still overall expensive, but that trend line is straight down. So it's getting better. So you keep it going. Gotcha. Um, and it depends what your goals are. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's if it's to get a lead, you kind of want to have a goal for your cost per lead. Um, and so if you're, and maybe in the beginning you don't know what it is, but once you've run one, that's your new goal. You beat it the next time. And gotcha. if you can't beat it, you know, try something else. Got it. I like being a scientist here. You yeah. mentioned this before. Um, I just kind of want to, uh, you know, get your advice, I guess, on this. In terms of running ads, because I think that some people, their knee-jerk reaction may be to like run an ad to sell the thing, like right away. We talked a little bit before about kind of that sequence that like warming people up, dating them, right? Like run an ad just for interaction and, or for engagement and then retarget and things like that. Is there a typical, I don't even know, strategy or advice you give people in terms of running ads to sell? Like where they, they, the goal is, I don't know, I guess conversion, but the conversion is for sale. Yeah, I think there are definitely strategies. And, and, you know, we've worked with people and work with people who are selling directly without warming people up. Typically, those are lower priced offers, you know, $40 or less. And then, you know, they might have like an upsell right after the initial sale. So overall, the they make a return. I would, if you're not, if you've never run ads before, don't start there. That's perfect. That gets complicated and can get expensive. <laughs> perfect. Um, Cause if you're selling something, you know, for $30, you might need to spend 200 before you have enough data to figure it out. Um, so I would just focus on getting people to engage with you. And then mm-hmm. when people engage, you can run some sales ads for that. That's um, so whether you know, and I, I tend to like the, as a goal, get people on your email list, like mm-hmm. make that your number one goal. Cause once they're on your email list, you can keep marketing them via email. It's easier to retarget. They're going to be closer to you that way. So 
you know, if, if you have it set up, I, I think that should always be the first goal. Yes. Um, and then depending what you sell, maybe you could try offering a sale of, of something lower priced to people that aren't on the email list, but maybe they've engaged in some way on a video, but you know, these things are possible, but I would say don't yeah, start. Don't there. do that. Don't start with that. Yeah. So yeah. you guys are listening. Uh, I've talked about it. I have an episode all about it. Um, why you need an email list. I've talked about it a million times. Um, I use, and Tony, you're still using them, I, I'm guessing, ConvertKit? Yes. Um, still using ConvertKit. So we were actually supposed to meet up at the conference this year. It has been postponed till next year um, officially. But in terms of email marketing software that we both recommend, I hands down, uh, and Tony hands down, recommends ConvertKit. I'll link that in the show notes. Of course, it is a an affiliate link, but they came out with a with a freemium platform um, or a freemium level tier, which is phenomenal. Um, they needed to do that because what we tend to see is people start off with Mailchimp because it's free, and then they have to switch because it's not that good because you pay you know you get what you pay for, uh, and they end up having to switch, and it's a headache. So they finally joined the party and came out with the free tier as well. Um, so I will link that for you guys. Um, but what yeah, I want to talk I, about, go ahead, Tony. That, I was going to say, that's a great suggestion. I was about to say no free ads, so I'm glad you got the affiliate link in there. Yes. Um, but no, that's it's, ConvertKit is the best platform for letting you, if you're a beginner, I mean, now that they have the free free platform, you, it gives you yeah. a ton of power and it's super easy if you know when you're just starting out, but it also has a ton of power when you're starting to do some more complicated yes, marketing. Exactly. And so, you know, if you have a larger email list, maybe, you know, a couple thousand or more, you can do some really cool automations and all these fun things. But when you're just starting out, it's super simple. So I think it's perfect for it's, everyone. I really cannot recommend it enough. It just, it's super intuitive. If you need help, you guys, I actually made my own tutorial videos, but they have a bunch already on the website. It's just a phenomenal company too, which is really important to me. And part, one of the reasons I started the podcast was that you guys could hear the people behind the companies. Um, so phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal awesome. product there. I want to go yeah. down that, that rabbit hole actually with you, Tony, in terms of getting people on to their their email list. Can you talk about opt-ins that you see traditionally working or ads that you see, you know, as a, a really easy starting point for people to help build yeah, that list? I mean, pe- yeah, any, you know, I always come back to whatever is gonna be the most valuable for your core audience. Um, so always start there and then just think, if you have some people you've been talking to, right? Maybe even maybe you have in-person clients and you're trying to transition to having, you know, clients or customers online. What what do they always ask for? What do mm-hmm. you know? What do they always want? Are, you know, people in general love templates. They love cheat sheets, guides. Um, even you know, you could do like little video trainings and offer that as a free offer. Um, just do do like two or three three minute videos. Call it some kind of video training. You could put them in a Google drive folder and share that with people after they opt in keep it simple. Um, but all of those things are, can be really helpful for people. And it's, it's really easy. People are like, okay, if I get this, I then have that thing and I can use it right away. It's not something they'd have to spend two hours figuring out or, you know, it's not exactly. a huge course that they then have to like invest time. Do. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give them a quick it. win. Yeah. Give them a quick <laughs> win. That's the key. A free opt-in offer should give people like a quick win and show you know what you can do for them. So making it valuable is important. You hear that, guys? Value add. Listen to your people. Value what first, are they asking? Always. What, what yeah. is that? Always. What are they asking for? Deliver that and keep it simple. I think one of the things that I see people do is like because especially within the the movement world, the health healthcare world, like you just want to help people, and so they're like, "Here's my list of a hundred things," and I'm like, "Guess what? Nobody's reading that. That's too long." So right. it'd be like if I wanted, if I was going to make an opt-in offer and my opt-in offer was like every single thing you ever wanted to know about <laughs> Facebook ads. And I, you know, as opposed to like giving them one thing, one right. Thing. That gives them a quick win. That's the core idea. Yeah. Like if, if someone, yeah, I don't know a physical therapist or even if someone was a yoga teacher, right. Like if it was like the three moves you should do every morning to feel limber, I'd that's download it. that immediately. Cause I'm so, not <laughs> so you know, and I, and I need that and that's easy. Right. And then that gets me in the door. And then maybe on your email list, you start talking more about what you do. Maybe you give me some more content and now I'm hooked. 
Tony, you would say that once you have people on the list and you have these email addresses, you're able to put them into Facebook. Is this like, is there like a legal way? How do you, what's the kosher way of doing this? You said you can put this into Facebook so that they can create a lookalike audience from that. What's the deal? Yeah. With that? So most email software now is all set up with GDPR for mm-hmm. Europe. That was, that's a rule terrible letters. It's terrible letters, right. Tony. <laughs> It's terrible. It the so basic bad. idea, though, and like in the U.S., it's not actually law, but like people from Europe could be joining your list. It's mm-hmm. it's a big gray area as far as like what would happen to a small business owner. But basically, it's just the right and wrong way to deal with people's online um, personas, so emails and all your details. And for and mostly, what all email providers do now is they make your opt-in be explicit that you're joining this person's mm-hmm. email list. You should have, you know, some kind of language on your website about how you use all of their data and, you know, whether it's Facebook tracking or their email list. Um, but then when you upload it into Facebook, because you can download the list, you authorize and you tell Facebook, these are people that have opted in for my marketing. This is my email list. Nobody else's, um, you know, and then you can go ahead and do that. And, I, you know, some people aren't comfortable with that. Some business owners just don't believe mm-hmm. in that kind of tracking. Um, and so they, they don't do that for the most part. Um, most people I know who are doing ads do it, but I, I have worked with a couple people that just, you know, don't believe in handling email data that way. And that's, that's their oh. choice. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I can hear that and see that, but I'm also like, as the consumer, I'm also really grateful for it. It's made shopping much easier on my end. Like I really love getting ads and you guys listening, <laughs> you don't, you can, I, I was talking to my friend Anthony the other day, um, does anybody you know call Anthony? you that? I was going to say, does anybody call you Anthony? <laughs> Only my mom. <laughs> I have two other Anthonys. Uh, actually, no, three other Anthonys besides you. But one of them, I talk to him every day, actually. Right, uh, and he actually goes by, it's, you know, well, you know, you're going to be, you're Tony. He's Anthony. So okay. I talk to both okay. of you. <laughs> okay. Fair. Uh, and I was talking to him and he was talking about the ads that keep popping up about, it's a lot of them are from gyms right now. He has his own gym and there's a lot of ads popping up about like, do these things or your gym's going to fail. Just like a lot of like, you know, crazy marketing. And I was like, Anthony, you know, you could like turn those off, right? You don't have to, you could block that. And he was like, what? So you guys listening, if you don't like the ads that are popping up on Instagram, I don't know how Facebook works, but on Instagram, same thing. Yeah, you can stop it. Like if you this, when the ad comes up, there's three little dots in the top right hand corner. If you click them, a little screen pops up from the bottom, and it asks you, like, and you can say never show this again. It'll say why. Obviously, if it's, if it's like spam or if it's offensive or anything like that, or if it just if it's just not relevant, you can just click that, and it won't show up again. So if there are ads popping up that you hate. You don't have to hate all ads. You can just get rid of that one, you guys. So I, for yeah. me, I like ads because it like makes and things. And if I you're want. running ads, by the way, you could you don't have to make ads that look like ads. If you're doing value first content, most people don't even know that's an ad because the way Facebook shows it is that tiny little sponsored print. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you have like an awesome video that's just super engaging, you know, people might just watch it and be like, "Oh, that was cool, right? That was awesome," and then and not no, even think of it as an ad. Um, yeah. So that's think cool. of think of that too. That's why you don't want to always be so aggressive in the sales pitch because when you're doing these kinds of ads, you just want people to engage right away. In terms of being aggressive and not being aggressive, things like that, just is right now coronavirus time uh, is now a good time. And I know this is very subjective. Would you say right now is a good time to be running ads, starting ads? What what's what's your feeling on things right now? Yeah, it's besides giving you the it's complicated answer. Mm-hmm, exactly. I would say from a purely ad side, like costs, costs are way down. So things are cheaper right now as far as for most industries we've seen, like getting leads is really cheap. Getting video views is cheaper than it has been in a very long time because a lot of major brands, which spend a ton of money online, you know, like think about all the big consumer companies, mm-hmm. they've pulled out. A lot of other businesses have reduced their ad spend. Um, And so it's just cheaper to get in front of people. And plus, everybody's home during the day with no boss over their shoulder. And so a lot more people are on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, So things are cheaper. On the sales side, it's a bit of a mixed mixed bag. Some people are seeing a lot higher sales. Some are seeing lower. A lot are seeing about the same. Um, With messaging, that's where it gets tricky because... You know, I have seen equal number equals numbers of people complain saying anyone who's marketing right now is a jerk and scammy, and other people being like, "Please sell me things, market to me. Like I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I want to feel normal." 
So like, I want to see emails about, you know, what you do and that you're open for business. Like that makes me feel yeah. good. I don't want to get my 10,000, 10,000 email about how your company that isn't relevant to me is dealing with the pandemic. Um, and so you kind of have to figure out, you know, your own tone and your own line and, and how line of where you're going to, you know, mark this and, and decide what you're going to do. Um, but yeah, we're seeing on the advertising side, like if anything, we're seeing cheaper leads than normal for a lot of people. Huh. Um, and even some strong sales numbers depending on the industry. So, you know, people like are still it. out there, they're still living their lives just at home. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't know for me, I'm looking for content. I mean, we're all on Netflix binging content, yep. right? So if you have an awesome free training and I'm yep. interested, like, why wouldn't I look, watch that instead of Tiger King? So. <laughs> Who did you think about Tiger King? I only watched it? one episode. I've watched one episode so far. Oh, did I you finish it? I did. I won't, I won't spoil it. I, I watched it over like, I don't know. I think it's only seven episodes, eight episodes. I don't know. I watched one each night and I was like, this is my, my like decompressing after the day because the days have been busy. Yeah. Oh. I, a lot of people recommended it and maybe it was overhyped, but the first episode was good, but I wasn't like yeah. blown away by That's it. That's the thing. I, I, yeah. Totally. And I don't know. I, get, I don't ever love like laughing at real people, no matter how ridiculous they are. So it always makes me feel a little uh -huh. sad while it's, still, while exactly. it's still crazy and interesting to watch. That was my overall sentiment. I was just like, the, at the end, I was like, this is sad. And like, wow, people are, wow, this is just a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Show, like, <laughs> yeah, we'll lot. see. I'll probably keep. I'll probably keep watching. I did. I did finish Love Is Blind. I did, I haven't even started it. I'm like, I don't think I can get into that one. I don't know. That if underwhelmed I, me. I, <laughs> I again, I think it was overhyped. But I also just like if I've I got really desperate, like maybe I personally <laughs> really like watching those sci-fi kind of like shark with seven head, octopus versus crocodile. I love oh, those wow. movies. That's very specific. Yeah. Is that movies? Yeah. They're or, always or like, like on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, okay. Did like, you watch that movie? Um, oh, what is the one about the crocodiles during the, the storm? Are you talking about Sharknado? No, not Sharknado. There's a new one that's supposed to be good about giant, giant crocodiles that take oh. over when a town floods. Uh, I need to watch this. Someone is, someone is listening and yelling right now about the movie. <laughs> It's, I need I to know. watch this. It's so good. That's it's, the kind I, of stuff I, I, I watch. It's on, my to watch. it's on my to watch list. I'm gonna add it. Done. I'm gonna go search for it. I, this is the kind of stuff that I love, and it's like the worse the graphics and such, the better. So okay, I think everyone I've heard watch that. It's like a good, dumb but good horror movie. Done. Um, I'm sold. So. I'm sold. Okay. <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about this a little bit. I'm keeping an eye on the time. Um, we'll wrap it up soon. But before we hopped on, you had said that you know, you are kind of ending days earlier now and, and such. Like, what are some of the things that you're doing? Because like you, like we talked about, there isn't more time now. What are some of the things that you're doing as someone that does live in the digital world now in the time of coronavirus? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, these things are all important even in normal times if you're, you know, working for yourself, running your own business. I mean, if even if you're employed by someone else, right? Like taking care of yourself, um, so you don't get burned out is always important. But right now there's so many distractions, um, yeah. both with like the news and just general concerns about, you know, yourself, your family, your community, the world, like it's just a lot. And so there's general distraction in the air. There's general unease. No one, you know, we, none of us, there's a lot of uncertainty, um, you know, and, and we're all feeling that, uh, to some degree. And so, for me, the first step is is trying not to fight it too much and yeah. to not beat yourself up when it's like, you know, if, if you're not used to working from home right now and now you're home and you're like, oh, I'm home, I can do all those things I, ever, I always wanted to do. Give yourself a break if you're not doing all of them today. You know, yes. if, if you're not feeling it and it's like two o'clock in the afternoon, maybe it is okay to, you know, end the day there. Um, you know, and maybe, maybe your lifestyle or your career where it is, doesn't really allow you to do that. Right. Maybe you're, you're not at the place where you can take time off like totally. that, but you can find other outlets, um, and give yourself some space and, and just be forgiving of yourself. Yeah, I'm not a healthcare professional. I'm not a mental health expert. So that's just, I do talk I to mental health experts, but I, that is, that is the advice I have received and I have taken to heart. Wow. I think it's so, so important. Just you know, we were talking about this before the episode where 
people are I, I'm watching taking a step back and watching and people are kind of getting on themselves for like not having read 17 books already and lost 10 pounds and did you know completed 15 home exercises and you know started homeschooling with their children at 6 30 in the morning and it's just like there is not more time in the day for most people there's less because there's all these new things that have popped up where you're not used to working from home your kids are home your spouse is home you can't go to the grocery store and get the same things that you normally get you're there's no toilet paper like just all of these things that weren't there before so you know giving yourself grace i think is a a super super important thing to do and it was just it popped up because tony i had talked about it before we started recording so i thought that he had something really valuable to share there and i wanted to make sure that he, that he shared that um yeah and i, I think so. your mention of like parents too like just watching all the parents you know try and deal with this right now is incredible it <laughs> just is. being on client calls you know all their kids are home people on our people on our team have kids and you know they're they're juggling kids and uh a spouse either working at home or out of work now and you know it's it's a lot for people so it is not, a lot. not only should we be forgiving of ourselves we need to be forgiving of others and and make sure you know, the people we work with kind of feel okay to do those things too. I love it, man. I love it. Tony, if people want to connect with you, work with you, learn from you, how can they do that? Yeah. So we have a um, digital marketing agency. I would say for most people, you know, once you're spending seven to 10,000 a month on ad spend, that's when we're probably a fit to at least talk. Uh, but we also have a group program. So if you're running your own ads and you're interested in spending, you know, five to seven hundred dollars a month on the ad spend side, um, that's where we can help you because we'll get into the nitty gritty of the ads. There's office hours. There's daily chat support. Um, that can be a good fit if you're willing to kind of roll up the sleeves and get into the ads manager mm-hmm. yourself. Um, but if people are interested to learn more about ads, I have a free opt-in offer, like we okay. talked about. Um, it's a three video bundle of a couple different trainings about the ad manager and some different ways you can set up tracking and reporting and conversions, all that fun stuff. And uh, people can get that at intentionalspark.com forward slash maestro. I love it. Yeah. Um, what is the name of the, uh, so I secretly, you know, brought you on the podcast because I want you to like promote the hell out of this thing. And you only said one <laughs> sentence about it. Um, what is the small group? Like, can you go into that a little bit more? I think that this is like actually a phenomenal opportunity. I know that ev- not everyone listening to this is ready for it, but I think that for those people who are, this is incredible. I have run ads in the past and by run ads, I mean, I had someone run it for me. It's very expensive to have someone do it. Um, and it was worth it. She was great. But if you are at all thinking about doing it, if you are the type of person that's like, yeah, I want to roll my sleeves up, get a little bit dirty, like this is an amazing opportunity. So can you just talk a little bit more about that, Tony? Yeah, paying someone to run your ads. I mean, you know, I would say once you're in the $700, $800 range for fees, that's probably when the, you know, if you go lower, it could, it's either someone just starting out who maybe is good or maybe not, or maybe they're not as good. So you're probably going to be paying $800 to $1,000 to work with someone competent for your ads. Um, We start at $3,000 a month plus a percentage of ad spend. So, it can get really expensive um, to have someone manage your ads, especially if you're not spending a lot. Yeah. Um, so the program's called Grad School with you know AD the Ad School. Um, I love it. <laughs> and and uh, that's the current name. I might I might ask for more names from you. I'm always willing to change I, it if you I come up with like something it. better. <laughs> but you know it's we keep it pretty small, um, and it's basically weekly office hours. So you sign up with a question for the office hours. You hop on live with us um, and everyone else who's joining. We'll go into your ad account, advise on changes, help you make changes. We work on the strategy as well. So helping you figure out, you know, what what funnels might work, what opt-in offer might work. Um, and then we have a Slack channel for people. And if you ask a question, we get back to you that day. And what we found is if you're, if you try to run ads and you feel like you're stuck, you either feel like you're stuck or you're like, I don't even know if this makes sense what I'm trying to do. That's when we're super helpful because we can say, this is perfect. It's just the results aren't there. Let's try this. Or it's like your your setup's wrong. You're not even tracking your data. This is working really well, but you had no idea. Um, and so, and besides the office hours and the daily chat, there are monthly trainings and we keep adding training modules to uh, the program. Um, and so, you know, if you're running ads and you're curious about joining the program, uh, you can reach out to me at Tony R at intentionalspark.com and I'm happy to chat with you and see if you're a fit. Uh, amazing. 
All of that's going to be in the show notes. And sooner than later, Tony's going to be all up on Instagram doing posts about this because I'm going to be talking to him about that. So you keep <laughs> your eye on that as well. This is absolutely phenomenal. Remember, everything will be in the show notes, my friends. Tony, before I let you go, this is how I end, wrap up every episode. Is there anything that you would like to leave the people with? Any any word, last words, just anything that either you didn't get to say, whatever, that you want to leave them with? Interesting. Ooh, it's yeah. a lot of pressure, final <laughs> words. Uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, the audience here and on most of these podcasts is very varied. Some people are much further ahead than others. Um, so I wouldn't really judge where you are by where anybody else is because they all started where you are. So that's one of the things I see a lot of business owners, especially starting out, get stuck is they think, you know, they need to hire an ads manager and have perfect pages and everything else. Um, the key is just get started and then your audience will tell you if what you're doing is working. Um, so focus on like just getting out there, putting your message out and trying to find your people, um, and then listen, because that's that's how you grow the business is actually listening to what people want and giving it to them. You guys see why I brought this man on here? He's also very handsome. You can't see that, but you'll see in the, uh, the little picture in the front. <laughs> uh, you see oh, what? thank you. <laughs> Tony, thank you. This has been phenomenal. And we will have to get you back on because we didn't talk about tripwires. And I strategically left it out because I was like, let's go the next one. Ideally, I will have run some stuff and can get a little bit more technical with you and we can talk about that next time. I, I love that. And, on. and maybe if people are curious about tripwires, if if they want to, I don't know, just message you a couple like we could we could do a couple like talk about specific tripwires for people if they give us like a Web page and what they're. What yes. they do. we could brainstorm ideas. I always have fun doing that. Yes. I would like that. Let's, so for the next, I love when there's like the interaction. So for our next one, we will do, because we can also do it live, but we'll set it up so that we get audience questions beforehand. And this way you can just show how smart you are and do the things. I can just play host, okay? I'm going to have you help me brainstorm because you'll come up with the name. You'll come up at least with the name of each thing because you're a genius. And we'll work it out. We'll work it out. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Tony, so much. This has been amazing. I knew it was going to be great. So thank you, truly. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Thank you. You guys listening, thank you. I know you couldn't be doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, I am extremely, extremely grateful. Not going to ask for any likes or shares, excuse me, any likes or subscriptions, but I am going to ask for a share. I think that there's just not enough discussion about this and people are kind of in the dark with it. So if you know someone who this episode could benefit share it with them whatever platform it is that you guys like to use i always love the tags and such on instagram those are phenomenal right we are all in this together all right officially wrapping it up until next time friends tony and maestro 